Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G. We are here with Robbie Bolton of Evolve Physical Therapy. We're going to be talking about business model differences. We're going to be talking about how you can get back out on the field or on the track or in the pool, whatever you're trying to do, and also how to take care of yourself and also save time while doing so. But before we get into that, I want to give a big, wonderful thank you to the sponsors that make this show possible each and every week. Government Taco, Falaya Real Estate, Mallard Bay Outdoors, Horizon Financial, Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge, Rouge, and our newest addition, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. And without further ado, Robbie, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. How are, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm excited. Love podcasts. Good. I know. Yeah. We're, you're like podcast. You got so many podcasts under your belt at this point. You know, you're just ready to rock and roll. I've done a few. I've done a few. That's it. <laughs> Enough. Enough. I feel like once you do one, it's kind of like driving a stick shift, right? Once yeah. you do one, it's just kind of second nature. I'm still getting comfortable with these. I like them. Well, we, we, uh, there's no there's no cameras here. There's no lights. It's just you and just me. Just you and me. Yeah. That's right. And this this really not awkward microphone two inches <laughs> from my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's that's just that's just there. It's, it's, just, just, there. it's just in the space. That's you right. know. I can't see it at all while I'm looking at you. Not at that, all. That's right. <laughs> we, we bump your arm down a little bit. That's but, right. That's right. But anyways, man, what is Evolve Physical Therapy? Evolve Physical Therapy, funny story, is actually going to be evolution, uh, just really long word, kind of did some logo th- testing, and the whole thing was, uh, I've been a therapist for a long time, 17 years, that's a long time, and I've that's worked in many different time. types of clinics, and I love the outpatient setting, and I love working with athletic populations and people that are active, it's just a very fun environment, and a lot of people like to do that kind of work, the problem is it's very uh, labor intensive, right, you have to do a lot of stuff with your hands, you got to get in there, right, you got to get a little oomph behind you. Uh, and I think after a while, people kind of give up on it because it's uh, it's very demanding. But I like it. Uh, God's blessed me with a, a pretty healthy uh, genetic structure, and I, I love what I do, and I've never really been injured, knock on wood, doing it. So I just kind of keep the ball rolling. So after years and years of doing what I do, uh, I've kind of found little niches and things that I, I think I do well, and I found a model that works really well. And I think after a while, I, I kind of got tired of the same typical – model that I think most people are, con, you know, are comfortable with and uh, try to just do something different. So our model is, is kind of evolution, hopefully, you know, changing and evolving the system the way it's done. And that's, that's where Evolve came from. So do people really get hurt performing like physical therapy? Oh, absolutely. Drills? Absolutely. I didn't know that was a thing. So like the physical oh, therapists have physical therapists they go to? Well, yeah. Like, so we have a, we have a massage therapist, Bethany Leger. She's amazing. She works on me. I work on her. We have another physical therapist, Jean Swallow. Him and I went to school together. Uh, so I've known him for a long time. Um, he actually works on me. I work on him. So we kind of pop each other, stretch, needle each other. So just kind of stay in, you know, tip top form. Gosh, it's, yeah. it's one of those one of those practices where you need to taste your own medicine. You have to. Yeah. You got to live by what you, uh, what you preach, right? Right. Well, yeah. and it's like, for physical therapy, I feel it's one of those medicines where something can go wrong so quickly without noticing it, at least to my understanding. Like if you're yeah. doing like some popping of somebody, if you pop them the wrong way. You'd be surprised. Like if you look at a doctor's liability insurance versus ours, it's completely different, right? Really? Yeah, they might spend, you know, twenty five, fifty thousand dollars a year. Ours is like five hundred bucks. Like we don't kill people that often, <laughs> right? So when people come in, even things that you would think would be pretty aggressive right your body's yeah. pretty resilient you know what i mean so okay. if i go in there and I manipulate your back or your neck like it's very very minimal risk yeah sticking okay. needles everywhere we've been doing it for a long time so as long as you stay clear the the lungs you're you're pretty good 
Yeah, and like you said, it's it's very hands-on. Very hands-on. And that, and that's the thing that we kind of pride ourselves in. So we, we're a big manual therapy clinic. So a lot of clinics, like uh, you and I were talking earlier, you know, a lot of clinics, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you come in for 45 minutes, you get your trip, means you're in, you're out, you know, and who's on the next table? Ours is a little more personable, maybe a little more um, like home base where we're very informal. A lot of people come in, they just walk in. Like So I might see them on Monday and I'll work on them and they might come in with a crook in their neck and we work on that and it's better. And then three weeks from now, they'll walk in, hey man, I just I just was playing softball and I tweaked my calf. Can you look at it real quick? So we're kind of a laid back kind of clinic. Uh, TV's everywhere, hip hop music, movies going. So uh, there's some kids that come and they're done with treatment and they'll stay for another two hours just to kind of hang out because it's it's kind of a fun environment so our clinic's a little different than most it's pretty cool it's almost like the place to go to after school it's kind of like the locker room physical therapy okay yeah so there's a lot of guys that just train in baton rouge right so they don't need me for like you know functional rehab they'll just kind of do their own training and as they get fatigued or need recovery hey man i just need needles or i need hey i want some norm attack or if you don't mind can you go through and do some fascial gliding with cups needle me and I want to do some recovery. I'll go get a massage from Bethany. So it's kind of like a concierge physical therapy type place. But at the same time, if you know you return to running and you want to do isokinetic testing, which we offer a lot of places don't do that. So if you want really aggressive ACL rehab, we do that. If you want return to throw rehab, we do that too. We specialize in that. That's our bread and butter. But we do all the other fun stuff too. Yeah, see, I would have no idea to ask for ISOConnect testing. Like, yeah. what, what, what is even well, that? <laughs> so we do a lot. There's a few places in town that, that have machines that will kind of isolate certain structures. So, for example, we'll have kids that come in or guys that come in with throwing problems. They say, man, like, I can lift all day long. I can do bench press. I can do push-ups. I have no pain. But when I throw, I get pain. So we'll go through and we'll try to look for structures, you know, um, dysfunctions and, you know, shoulder girdle issues. Or then we'll say, look, structurally, you're fine. Like, I don't think you have any labral cuff issues. I don't think you have impingement. Let's look at your your dynamics of your shoulder, how you're balanced out. So we'll get them on a isokinetic machine. We'll kind of look at ratios of like muscles that kind of accelerate versus decelerate. Look at your height and weight and from a body weight percentage, say, look, this is where you should be. And this is where you are, meaning you're training incorrectly. So it's not so much that you have a problem, just that the way you're going about doing it, we need to change the way you're doing it. Let's focus on these guys more. So it's more of a program, and those guys will come in, and they'll come in a couple of times a week. We change how their workouts are. Uh, we'll do some testing, and as they get back on track, we start return to throwing programs, and then they're fine. Same thing with guys that do, do ACL. We'll get some people that maybe what, four, six months out from ACL, and maybe they did therapy, and they just didn't get aggressive therapy. Then they start running, and their knee hurts. And they'll go to the doctor like, nah, your MRI is good. You know, your, your structure is good. Go back to rehab. And then they'll come here and we'll do isoconnect testing for their knee. Look at their quad hamstring ratios for their height and weight and say, look, man, like you're in open chain. Like your, your quads are just weak. So let's get back to pounding those quads. Let's do some glute work. Let's do some things that maybe you missed in the later stages of the therapy. Maybe you quit a little early, you know, maybe you didn't finish the whole thing out. And then sometimes it just kind of like settles people down. Like, look, your structure's fine. Your ACL's good. Your meniscus is good. It really is a muscle imbalance thing. So we do things like that as well. So those are little niches that we have. So we tend to do the athletic population, not so much just high school, but, you know, we get seven-year-old guys that, hey, I want to run. I'm a runner and I want to run and my knees hurt. Okay, you know, let's do it. Let's just go after it. So we try our best to get everybody that, that wants to do athletic things back to doing what they like to do. Yeah. Gotcha. So more on the, the athletic athlete side as opposed Correct. to like the normal like I said that the 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 worker who goes to the gym in the morning and wakes up the next day and they have you know they maybe pulled a muscle or maybe oh, we do that too if, like man that. if you if you're a guy that's that's active or a girl that's active we do all that we don't t- typically do more of like your stroke patient so if you have someone like you know maybe grandma or grandpa had a stroke you want to go to like a, a neuro facility or inpatient rehab or 
Um, we have some younger, um, like some tennis players, some runners that might get a, a joint replacement, a hip or a knee, but maybe they're in their early 50s or, you know, maybe they're in their mid 50s. And but they still want to play tennis. They still want to run. They still want to swim. Like, of course, we do that rehab, too. Um, we just really specialize in kind of the younger population, aggressive rehab, return to sport. That's kind of what we specialize in. OK. Yeah. So not the the doctor prescribed rehab for those people that are just losing some momentum just due to age. Yeah, correct. That's more of like that's more maybe like you're on the corner physical therapy, like whatever's close to your house. Like, ah, I live here in town, so I'm gonna go to the, the corner therapy place. That's more for like your just, you know, regular stuff. We kind of specialize in the more aggressive therapy, more athletic stuff. Gotcha. And your concierge stuff. So if you we have people who are close to Magnolia Woods, so people from the neighbor will come in and say, Hey, look. I just, I pass by you all the time. Parking lot's packed. I want to come take a look. Do y'all take my insurance? I want you to work on my neck. Yeah, come in. Let's work on your neck. So we kind of do a little bit of everything, but uh, we specialize in the athletics and the return to sport. Gosh, okay. And so like the, the concierge level of it, what to what extent does it go? Do you do in-house physical therapy with people? Do you travel to places? We don't really work? travel what kind anymore. Of, what does that so, look like? Um, we kind of we stay put and people come to us. So what we'll do is, um, like I said, we might have you know a full day. And then we'll have somebody call or text me and say, hey, man, I was just playing tennis and I slipped and I stretched my groin. Man, I don't know if I tore something. Can I come in? So they'll come in same day. Hey, come in and we'll take a look at you real quick. We'll do a quick assessment and then we'll do a quick treatment and they'll come back the next day. Um, so we're kind of a, a drop in kind of, hey, you know, how some haircuts, you know, hey, I'm going to come on in, walk in, no appointments necessary. We're kind of like that. For the most part, if I absolutely can't see you, we're too busy, we'll try to make an appointment for you. But for the most part, between Jean and I, our two therapists, you know, we can handle walk in. So concierge physical therapy is more like hey listen um, I work out on my own I'm doing okay but man I really have this upper trap or I got this levator issue that's really bugging me can you get in there so they'll come in for 20 minutes they'll come in we'll do a manipulation we do an active release we stretch them we might needle them and that might be all that they need in like a 25 minute treatment to, oh, all right, my motion's back I feel better thanks so much tell them what to do at home and then you're good right so not so much like I'm coming three times a week for eight weeks we do that too for our you know post-surgical patients and things like that but you know, we do a lot of the other stuff, too. People come in just for massages. They'll work with Bethany for like an hour, and then they'll come back and say, you know what, Bethany got in there, but, man, there's this one spot. Can you needle this spot? They come up, they jump on the table, we give them a needling session, and they just walk out the door. So it's very laid back in the approach where it's not as formal as a lot of other places are. Gotcha. Yeah. So you mentioned this term dry needling. Sure. Or ne needling procedure. What, sure. what is that? Uh, dry needling has been around for a long, long time. Uh, Eastern medicine, now Western medicine has kind of taken over. So a lot of people will do a dry needling session, which just means acupuncture style needles that is not pushing a medication. So it's okay. a dry needle, just the needle itself. Um, needling is, is so beneficial and they're still understanding the benefits of dry needling. But as a whole, there's different approaches to needling. We use what's called an integrative dry needling approach where you're, you're kind of mixing a little bit of, um, acupuncture techniques with a more traditional physical therapist or chiro dry needling session where somebody might come in and I have a trigger point. They have one spot, right? And we'll, we'll go after that spot, but then I might go peripherally to where the nerve comes from, right? Maybe in their neck or their head, or if it's in the lower extremity, I might go to their back or their glutes or their hips. And we might try to go through some of the proximal stabilizers, release that, and then go after that trigger point as well. But it really is just an, an intramuscular release, whether it's a, a trigger point or a tight spot, we'll go in with a certain type of needle We'll either do like a pistoning to release that trigger point if necessary, or for integrative approach, uh, we'll go in and create lesions. And then we'll do a lot of times we'll use like an electrical current to try to help take that muscle and make it almost fatigue, relax that muscle. So some people come in post running, post tennis uh, matches, whatever, man, I pulled my calf. 
So we'll go through, and a lot of times it's too sensitive immediately for me to dig in and get in there. So we'll use a very shallow micro needling, and then we'll hook it up to electricity and kind of flush that muscle, give it an involuntary muscle contraction to almost kind of remind your system how that muscle is supposed to work, relax the tissue, kind of get toxins out, increase oxygenated blood flow, and it just and immediately like, man, I feel so much better just from that one session. Then, of course, yeah. they might come back tomorrow. They're so, maybe a little sore, but they're 50% better than they were yesterday. And then you can do more of your manual stuff. Use tools, use cups, use your hands um, to kind of get them back to where they were. So needling is great. So, so especially, it's just kind of like a release of uh, You the can muscle. use it so many ways. I, I mean, I, I could needle every single person that comes in for different ways and in a different technique. Um, it all depends on what they need. And also, honestly, it depends on the person. So it's really effective on children because kids back, you know, they bounce back so fast. So we'll get a lot of dancers, a lot of gymnasts that come in. And a lot of times these kids, they're like deathly afraid of needles. I was about to say, they've got to be deathly yeah. afraid oh, of yeah. needles. So they're like nine-year-old kid, they're like, wait, you're going to stick a needle where? It's like, it's like a shot, right? And then it's like, no, 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 it's not a shot. Some kids are tough. Like some kids are like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and needle, needle away. But if I can't needle, then... You know, then I'll try to you know, use other methods and let them see other people get needled and say, look, look how easy it is. Like a couple little needles. It's very shallow. And then once they get comfortable, then you, you kind of go after the big guns and, and get in there. But I was say, that's got to be terrifying as a kid. Is some come kids, out with like, like a, kids a, a are, roll of oh, needles. Some kids like, are let's just, let's just get to sticking. You know, the, uh, some of these kids are so athletic, so young that they've been in treatment since they're seven. You know, so we get some some pretty competitive gymnasts and dancers that come in and it's just the overuse. Some of these sports last almost all year, you know. Yeah. So they're constantly pounding. And then we get a lot of kids that come in at different age groups, but we consistently see like nine to like 14. That's kind of like your overuse ages where kids, their body's developing, their their muscle capability can't handle the load they're constantly putting on their growing, developing body. And and, and they just they get overuse injuries, you know, and, and they come in and therapy is the best thing for them. You know, they come in and we say, look, you know, we want you to continue your sport, but we're going to change the way you're doing things. We'll modify certain things. Don't just stop. Don't just quit something for three months. Come in. Let's work on your strength. Let's get your, your body's capability of loading up. That way you can tolerate activities better. And then as we take away your mechanism of injury, all that pounding you're doing, and we get treatment, treat the tissue, load the tissue, then you kind of ease back into sport. It's so much of a better, um, it's a better method. Yeah, because you've got these, these students or these, these kids that will play summer league, they'll play school league, but then you have these on the other other end of the spectrum, these travel teams where they'll play like all year long. Oh yeah, there's, I mean, a, there's that always just, opportunities. That's just brutal on, on the brutal. on the younger yeah. bodies. I mean, yeah. how do they with like is there even a way to go about successfully doing all that without therapy or yeah. anything? So specificity of training has gotten really popular now. So like of course kids are really good at baseball. They want to play baseball. They want to be competitive. Um, there's a business side to that as well, right? And I think a lot of people talk about that. Um, but from a, from a physiological standpoint, it's not good to load a tissue the same way over and over and over, you know, like carpal tunnel didn't come about until, you know, computers were around. Like you didn't have people on a typewriter back then doing this, getting carpal tunnel, right? It's, you know, high amplitude, um, or low, uh, low intensity, high amplitude computer typing is really what's kind of got that day in, day out overuse where you start have tissue breaking down. Same thing with kids. You can't do the same motion day in, day out for six, nine months and not expect a growing body that... I mean, nine-year-olds aren't, you know, they're not lifting weights. You know, they might be doing some light speed conditioning for their body weight, but they're not loading the tissue like it should because they're nine, you know. But then they're they're doing activities over and over and over, which is demanding so much load in that tissue. It breaks down. Then static structures, bones, ligaments, capsules start getting loaded, and they start breaking down. So you get little league elbow, little league shoulder. So the best way to combat that really is just to, to not specify that early. 
you know, a lot of kids when you're like 11, 12, 13, that's a really good age to really kind of start honing in on what sport you really want to play. And if you're a boss, I mean, maybe you do two sports, you know. I mean, I went to Brother Martin. A lot of kids go to Catholic High. Like, once you get in those big schools, it's hard to compete at that in, at that level multiple sports because there's a lot of options out there. So usually when you're a kid, play football, play basketball, play baseball, do a different sport. And now if you want to, you know, do a summer ball league but it's not as intense, absolutely, that's fine. But kids really get in trouble when they start getting into that um, 9, 10, 11, and it's like they're just doing it year-round, and, and tissue just breaks. Yeah that, yeah, that repetitive motion. So I guess kind of the parents that put their kids in all the sports yeah. really is helping their body out in Correct. the long term. It, it's, it's helping them more than that. I mean, it's helping them yeah. develop as an athlete, as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a person as well. It's not good to, to load the body the same way mm-hmm. multiple, multiple times. It's just not good, period. Yeah. Just like That's... if you were running, right? If you were a runner and you ran six <clears> days <throat> a week for 10 years, like you're going to have tissue breakdown, right? So the best thing to do, take away running, maybe start doing some cross training, right? Well, they say triathletes, right, are just runners that just are broken, that's, right? I mean, that's all <laughs> was, it is. I was about to go into that. That's, yeah. that's what I was doing. So before before we got started, we were talking about school sports, and you you discovered that I was homeschooled and didn't go to Catholic High. Mm. Um, so we lost that rivalry there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> rivalry? But, what are you talking about? We're the same school, man. I'm just different different city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're both tell, brothers tell, tell the, the state heart. championship, you know? <laughs> so, but during high school, once we were doing running and all that, when then I started swimming. I started mm-hmm. swimming for Tiger Aquatics, and mm-hmm. then I just morphed into doing triathlons. Mm-hmm. So that triathlon training of the running, the swimming, the biking, it p- took a toll on your body. But oh, I yeah. guess it was doing a good thing for me well, by yeah, kind of mixing thing. things up. Absolutely, hundred percent. Cross training is amazing. So a lot of our runners that come in that have issues, first thing we do is like, look, don't stop running, but we're going to change the the model you're doing. We're going to change the intensity, the duration. Right? You can still jog, but we're going to slowly load this tissue back into health. So you got to get aggressive with maybe elliptical, biking, swimming, other things. Keep your cardiovascular system up while we're trying to load this tissue to get back up to where you want to, you know, again, where you're running multiple days a week and intensities and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So the principles are kind of simple. Once you kind of understand the loading principles and like stages of tissue healing, it's not that bad. The hardest part is when you find really competitive people that are like, hey, like I hurt right now, but I just want you to know, like whatever you're going to do today, I'm going to run tomorrow. It's like, yeah, but it's not in your best interest. Well, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Doesn't like, matter. I'm going to run. Like, I know it hurts, but I'm going to run. Like, well, you know, that's not, you and I aren't helping each other. Like, I don't, you might not just, just don't even come because I feel like I'm wasting your money, you know? Like, come in, let's let's kind of make a plan. Let's kind of work on this. Get better and let's load you slowly into where you're, you know, need to be. So how do you deal with those types of patients? Man, it, I'm old Cause, now. Because so. I know there's got to be so many of them. Man, when I was just, younger, They don't want to stop. Yeah, there, there's a handful of those. And you can see them when they come in. It's like, oh, here we go. Um, but I, I guess as I'm getting older, I'm a little more honorary, I guess. I used to sidestep and, like, you know, walk on eggshells. Now I'm just like, look, like, I'm busy. Like, you know, if you want, you can, this is what we're going to do. And if you don't want it, it's cool. Like, you don't have to do it. But uh, this is how I, I think would be the best way to approach this. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. It's cool. Like, look, I got, like, three people waiting on me right now. Like, if you want, I'll, I'll just go work on them. So, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not going to be that much of a jerk. But right. you, you kind of take that route a little bit to kind of, like, let them know, like, look, I promise. Like, I've been doing this for a while. This works. Um, if you just buy into it, you know, and you trust the process, it's going to work. And I think this is the best way to do it. And I don't, I'm not saying I don't want you to do anything. Let's just kind of change the model a little bit. And uh, some people buy in. Once you work on them and you kind of let them know you know what you're talking about, you, you do some soft tissue work, and you make them feel better after the first session, they're like, all right, let me give this guy a try. Let's see if he knows what he's talking about. And most of the time, it's successful, yeah. Yeah, you tell yeah. them this is going to be from an occasional appearance within, right. within our clinic to 
we're gonna get you in here three to five times a week. If you're not, if you're not gonna stop, <laughs> no, that's you're, right. you're gonna be in here a lot more. And it's funny, you know, like once people come in, a lot of times it's, it's very uh, intimidating coming to therapy because some people don't know what to expect. But yeah. uh, you get some really athletic people that have never been hurt before, and they come in. It, I try to make them understand, like I'm, I'm here to help you. So when you come in, like I want you to enjoy the atmosphere. You know, we have lots of college kids that are all trying to be doctors, PAs, PTs, OTs, whatever. A couple dentists, whatever. And then they'll, they kind of learn from me. They kind of learn the environment that I, I try to create. And they just assist me the whole time. So we have two therapists, lots of college kids. And it's all about clients when they come in. Like, what do you need? This is what we're going to do for you today. And it's a, it's a fun environment. A lot of young kids. Um, like I said, it, it's real laid back. Um, not a lot of shirt, coat, and ties. Not a lot of lab coats. I mean, look, I wear, I wear khaki pants on Friday, sometimes shorts. You know? Shorts? So, hey, dress down Friday. Yeah. Dress, so, okay, so it's look, dressed down Friday. Like a little little uh, dry fit polos, you know, tennis shoes, and if you walk in the clinic, I'm I'm most most of the time on a table, cracking somebody or stretching somebody <laughs> or needling somebody, and then I use uh, my assistants to kind of help me with exercise correction or modalities if needed, things like that. Yeah. So have you ever had somebody walk in, see you on top of a table needling someone, and just say, "Nope, I'm out." Oh yeah. Just turn around and walk. Oh yeah. Out? I've had a couple people. I've had I've had some parents. Um, Sometimes you get kids that maybe are coddled a little bit. That's a, the right way to say it. And they come in and right when they, they're in the waiting room and they're looking, we have a very open office. So when you walk in, you're at the front desk, you know, we have a small waiting area because most people don't wait. You walk in, you come right up and we get to work. Um, and there might be six tables in the clinic and there's some equipment and some, some stretching areas. And, you know, you might have somebody getting cracked or somebody over there getting, you know, cupped or needled. And you have kids doing split squats and RDLs and, you know, band exercises and all these things are going on. I guess it's kind of intimidating for some of the kids that are maybe a little, little, little scared, right? Um, so they'll come in already like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to do that kneeling thing? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm Robbie. Nice to meet you. Let's talk about what's going yeah. on. But you you get some parents like, look, whatever you do, you're not sticking needling my kid and you're not doing this. I'm like, that's fine. Like, it's okay. Like, we can kind of see what you want to do and what's the problem and we'll get you better with or without needles or with or without cups or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's 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 many a path to get to the end result. Correct. Some correct. are a lot quicker. Yeah. Some are a little bit longer, yeah. but you don't have as many needles and whatever else That's involved. Right. I mean, other than not looking as good as I used to, there's there's a good quality about being, you know, older and having experience. Because it's like, man, I've seen this kid a million times. So I know exactly what to do for you. I've seen you a bunch of times and I've seen this kid a bunch of times. So uh, it, it it's kind of cool. When people come in, you start getting older to the point where when people walk in, like right when they open their mouth, you're like, I got you. I know, I've seen this before. We got this, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of refreshing in a depressing way, right? It's like, man, it's like I, I've seen this so many times. Like, how old am I? You know? <laughs> I mean, doing it for 17 years, 17 you, you got to see a lot Lord. of people. See a lot of people. But it's it's fun. Like, we have a we have a good environment where I think it's it's more of a family environment. People come, like I said, on Fridays, good Lord. Like, a lot of our kids sign up for Friday afternoons because we get people that bring dinner lunch they, they bring cupcakes they bring snacks they bring donuts on friday morning so we have this ledge in our clinic where it's kind of a divider between the actual clinic itself and the, the waiting area and you'll walk in on a friday and you've got donuts over here you got homemade pralines over here you've got king cake over there you've got uh canes boxes all on the side we have one lady she's so sweet she's uh she's a tennis player a little older but i've been seeing her for years and she's not even a patient currently but she'll come in she'll text me hey by the way i'm coming with canes and she'll bring like 12 Caniacs <laughs> and just lay them out. And she'll have jugs of tea and lemonade. And she'll bring sweets from like her favorite sweet. And hey, go, thanks. And then high five, hug. I'm doing good. And she'll just leave. Like doesn't stay for treatment, nothing. Just So we, we get 
people like that that become kind of family, you know. And I think a lot yeah. of clinics get that, but we try to make sure we, we want everybody to feel that way, you know. Yeah, that yeah. that family environment because that's family environment. That's it, what it's it gets, about. It gets like terrifying sometimes. Yeah. I mean, so I did want to ask you about the 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 craze that kind of started. I think at least it's, I, I first noticed in the Olympics with Michael Phelps. Mm. All the little the circles, the circles yeah. around his body, and everybody was like, yeah. "What in the world is this?" The funny like, thing what is, is with, with cupping, there's a lot of things that we do that require, you know, education, certifications. Cupping requires no certification. You can go on Amazon right now and buy a set of cups, right? Seriously? Seriously. So, uh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> is that kind of dangerous? Uh, it can be, but not as serious as a needle, obviously. But right. it's funny when that craze kind of happened. I remember what you're talking about. There was a certain shot where Michael Phelps is sitting on the sideline. And he's like getting ready for his like last race. He's got cut marks, and then the announcers are talking about it. People then it's on the People internet. People had no idea what it was. Yeah. They're like, "What is happening?" He's so he's over there. It looks like yeah, like got an octopus by got him. something. Yeah. yeah. So then, like the next couple of weeks, you get kids for for a certain time. I was seeing a lot of southeastern baseball players, and I never forget guys were coming in and they would take their shirts off, and there's just random purple spots, like no no order, no symmetry, nothing. Just like what happened? He's like, "Oh yeah, I got my cupping set in the mail." It was like I had a little, little pain here, a little pain over there, so I started sticking cups everywhere. So there is kind of a rhyme or a reason. There's different techniques, but and, and usually I'm kind of a gold standard needling guy. Like needling is the way to go. If you don't want to do needles, that's fine. We use manipulation. We use hands. We use tools, and we use cups. So, so a lot of times we'll do fascial gliding, right, where you're kind of like taking – and there's different techniques if you go to like a masseuse, right? Some will use deep tissue. Some will do fascial gliding, rolling. There's lots of different ways to treat tissue. With, with the cups, the best thing about the cups is it's a non-invasive treatment, right? So it's not a needle. Um, you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to increase microcirculation. So you're say, for example, you have a tissue that's this thick. I got a big hamstring or glued, right, or quad, and I want to get deep, but I can't get deep with my hands or my tools. You can try to use a cup to do a maximal distraction, like a static cupping, which will make those marks, those deep purple marks. Or you can even do like a little a superficial treatment where you're maybe prepping the tissue, where you're taking a cup using some kind of lubricant and you're doing fascial glides. You're gliding that tissue to kind of prepare the surface for maybe your next treatment. And a lot of times it's a very it's a very comfortable treatment. It's not very aggressive. People like it. It feels good. A lot of massage therapists and physical therapists use that as well, Kairos. Um, so it's, a, it's an enjoyable treatment. But like I said, it's not invasive. So the idea is to increase circulation deep down without causing damage getting into the tissue like a needle would so if i want to get into a deep hamstring i might use like a three or four inch needle and i'm going all the way down on a big guy right that's a lot of tissue you got to get down in there right you want to get all the way to the bone so you want to get all the way through that to cause trauma to that tissue to cause a faster response with the cup uh i can get deep maybe deeper than my hands will but not as deep as maybe a four inch needle right okay yeah so the cups are great increases <clears throat> circulation another another form of uh, recovery, where you're you're trying to flush toxins, increase oxygenated blood flow, kind of repair that tissue from a non-invasive way. So, and I've seen there's there's a few different methods to how cupping works. Like yeah, I've seen there's the, like the, the plastic cups, there's the static cups, yeah. the rolling cups. So, but yeah. I've I've also seen some people they'll get like a uh, like a flame mm. and kind of heat it up and then put it on top or Remember something. We talked like about that? my liability insurance. Yeah. How it's so cheap. So if I want to keep it cheap, you, I can, you keep can't it, do that. I can't do that. Okay. Yeah, I can't do that. So. You can, some acupuncturists will use that, right? Okay. And so I think some massage therapists do too. You're trying to just create a vacuum effect, right? So you okay. kind of flame, cup and you on heat top. all the oxygen yeah, out. Correct. Okay. So a little bit more dangerous. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, right? It's it, makes good for a good, it makes for a good TikTok good or an IG yeah. reel or some. We some haven't video. tried that on our Instagram yet. We haven't <laughs> tried that. But uh, 
you know, maybe maybe next quarter. We'll see. We'll get with the team. But it's just that we use uh, we use hand tools. We use hand tools just to create the vacuum effect. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a uh, like a vacuum. Correct. It just kind of sucks it. it out. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, because that was the biggest. Whenever that craze happened, all those videos started popping up. Oh, they yeah. were all doing like the flashiest mm. effect and then get on the camera and do that. Yeah. This is. I don't know, if you're okay with, I guess, living with a bunch of purple circles everywhere, just don't do it during the summertime. Go to the beach oh, yeah. and someone looks at you and mm-hmm. you're like, what is what's going on? It's funny with, with our, our new TikTok and, uh, I guess, Instagram craze. There's so many things that people do now. Uh, I've seen people like needle people, then put a cup on top and then go through and put like needles on the side of the tissue that's being raised. It's almost like everybody's trying to re, re kind of invent the wheel. You know, it's like, I mean, does that do anything? Just at because that point? you just because you could do it doesn't mean you should do it. You know, like yeah. at some point it's like, come on, guys, let's let's just think about what we're doing right now. And is it, is it beneficial? You know. So, so and and you and you're in the opinion that the needles are like the best way to. I'm do a it. big fan. I'm a big fan okay. of dry needling. Um, once you kind of get really good, like when people come in, I try to make them understand. Like from from what I've been doing for a long time, like you get the benefit of me trying lots of different stuff for a very long time and trying to. When like dwindle down what I think works the best for your condition, right? And nine times out of ten, it's some type of manual therapy, whether it's uh, manipulation and soft tissue work combined with a dry needling combined with some type of um, like loading the tissue. So your body will respond well to what I'm going to do to it. Now let's get it back up to par where it's going to handle the load you're going to put on it. So in a nutshell, we're not that clinic where you come in and we just do exercise. Now, some people need that. Some kids will come in and, and they're just really, really weak. And I'm like, look, like we have a lot, of, you know, we have a long process ahead of us. Well, some kids are, are really strong. They work out nonstop. They're going to ground zero. They're going to traction. They're going to Oshner. They're going to all these places to work out. And they come in, they just want to get relief. So that's where it's just soft tissue, just modalities, just needling to kind of calm down what their problem is. And every once in a while, we'll kind of find some little things, anomalies that are, you know, wrong or look, let's make sure we add this to what you're already doing. But we won't, we won't make that kid exercise for like 45 minutes. That's the kid that we just work on for 45 minutes. That right. makes sense. Yeah. You just want to, everything kind of calm down correct, rather than correct, try to. Yeah. And that's a good thing up. about our clinic. We do both, right? So kid comes mm-hmm. in ACL, bam, I got you. I can make you better than you were before your ACL tear. Or some kid comes in, hey, I'm really good. I just have this patellar tendonitis. Good. Let me let me work on that real quick. What are you doing at home? What are you doing at the gym? Okay, take this away. Add this. Let me work on you. You're out of here. Because some kids come and they want to spend three hours there. They do. They'll get dropped off summertime, right? They get there at 10. They'll leave at 1, right? Kids pack lunches. Like, I'm, I'm not joking. They pack lunches? They'll pack lunches. They'll come in and they hang out, right? We have college kids there. It's a fun environment. Hip-hop's going on. So like they'll just stay. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, look, it's parents fun. need parents need some sitters, you know. No, hold on now. After we have after a three hour, after if you're there for three hours and your kid's still there, there will be a babysitting charge added to your credit card. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. No babysit charge. Parents are sitting there. Right, let's go. Let's, go, let's right. go to evolve. Let's go to evolve. Hey, you want to go to therapy? Yeah, let's you want to go to therapy? Nine to five, Monday through Friday. <laughs> That's right. What is it? A twenty dollar copay? Done. Yeah, twenty dollars. <laughs> um, people bring food. There's movies on. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can get worked out in the morning, worked out at lunch, right. worked out in the afternoon. Do yeah, yeah, you're days. going there. F- yeah, two or three that's days right. a week, absolutely. That's right. Other three days, you're going to camp. That's right. That's <laughs> like, right. <laughs> that's funny. So with with within all that, like the cup in all that, everything, people are starting to make these products for personal use mm-hmm. that doctors have typically only used in their clinics and everything. Sure. Is there anything within the cup in? I know they got the new little massage guns mm-hmm. that people should be aware of when using this that might cause more harm than good. I would say with the massage guns and like the foam rollers, those are all pretty safe. Uh, the intensity of what you use, some of that might be. And when they first came out with those uh, those hypervolts and those other massage guns, it was like a one size fits all. There's like one intensity, 
you know, for your 12 year old versus your 30 year old versus yeah. your 80 year old. Right. So then they kind of came out with newer models where you can change the heads depending on what type of tissue and the intensity. Um, so those are better now, but those are pretty safe. As long as you, you know, you have common sense, I think you're okay. Um, the cupping at home, uh, once you kind of understand what you're doing, obviously try to go to a trained professional, but I mean, you know, I've seen lots of college kids come in with cup marks. I'm like, Oh, where are you, where are you going for treatment? I was like, Oh no, I just do it myself. Watch YouTube, you know? Um, <laughs> You know, you should let someone else do it, but I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna kill yourself or anything. You're not gonna yeah. cause trauma to your liver by you know putting something on your back. You know, I mean, like, could you traumatize the muscle to the point beyond repair? Uh, I guess it depends on like when it comes to cupping. We'll leave them on for 10, 15, 20 minutes, right? <clears throat> um, usually, the longer the better. In certain situations, sometimes cupping is that way. Uh, however, uh, I've never heard of anybody leaving it on for like too long. Most people put on once it turns purple. Or it turns, you know, bright colors, they'll take it off. They get kind of scared. So um, depending how tight that tissue is and how much oxygen blood flow, like sometimes three minutes. That, in three minutes, that thing looks like you've had it on for three hours. Um, so it depends on how tight the person is. But honestly, I've never really seen any any anybody get hurt from cups. I haven't heard any stories other than looking like a fool with your shirt off. I've never seen anybody <laughs> have any, like, adverse effects uh, yeah. from using cups or anything like that at home. Never really had any, any funny stories to tell. Well, that's comforting. I, I didn't yeah. know you could actually go and buy a cupping kit. You can go online right now on Amazon and buy cups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, try it out. And, and yeah. I, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't. Yeah. I don't have. I don't have any. Any. You know, extreme. I don't. I don't play a lot of ball. I don't. Okay. I don't. You know, football and pick up basketball <laughs> and baseball. That's not my. That's not my forte. Mm. I just you know go to the gym five or six days a week, and that's that's about five or six it. days a week. Well done. Yeah. That's well. Yeah. Not this week. This week okay. is July fourth. Most you know? weeks. Yeah. Most. Most weeks. weeks. I got gotcha. you. Okay. But I mean, it's true. Sometimes you'll wake up and. For just a plain old person who just works out so many days a week, and then you wake yeah. up and you have like, you know, your back's hurting or your Correct. arms hurt, and it's like right. for me, I'm just, just going to take a day or two off. And honestly, kind of most people, I don't usually see those people. Like people that wake up like on Monday morning just from a long weekend, I usually see them on Wednesday because Monday, they're like, ah, I'll go away, I'll go away. <laughs> Tuesday, and then I'll they'll go, go sit in the car for you know three hour drive, you know, cumulative of the day. Then they'll sit in their chair for six hours for work or whatever. Then they'll come home and sit on the lazy boy. And then by Wednesday, it's like a rock. And then I'm like, hey, let me try to get into therapy. I'll get a text. Hey, man, my back went out. Like, when? Last week? Like, okay, come on in. Let's take a look at it. So, um, so yeah, that's the kind of back people we get. Those acute injuries like that. Yeah, those that have been just yeah. sitting in the office chair. Yeah, I don't get it away. like, hey, I woke up this morning. It's stiff. Can you see me? It's, hey, I woke up last week, and it's getting progressively worse. It's not getting better. Anyway. Right. What, so do you think that's just the mentality? And I've... I've I've got it too. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm, oh, I'm the same way. I, I'm just. I'm just as guilty. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. guilty of that. I wake up. Oh, to just yeah. go away. Like, why do we think when we wake up, a pain's just gonna magically? Because it go has away. before. You know what I mean? Most of the time. I mean, they. I can't remember the research. They pounded it in school, but they do this like uh, low, like Oswald Can Canada, like low back school, and they come out all this research. And the the horrible thing about why uh, I think uh, back pain is like so prevalent, because a lot of times, eighty five percent of it goes away with like Advil and moist heat, right? The acute pain. But the problem is. A lot of times that pain is a signal from, hey, you're doing something wrong. Like you're doing this, this, and this, and it's not working for me. And you're going to keep getting pain, but then, you know, it'll go away in a week or two. And then a couple of weeks, it'll come right back. Then it goes away, then it comes right back to the point where sometimes it gets to where, hey, it came back this time, but it's much more severe and it's not going away. I can't sleep. I can't do my job. That's when I usually get the call, you know? Hey, man, can you see me? My back went out. So the problem is, all right, like, what are we doing on a daily basis? What can we change or fix? You know, obviously the symptoms of pain, right, or symptoms. What is the problem that you have going on that we need to address to make sure this doesn't come back ever, right? Or, if you know, especially if you're diligent. If you do the stuff I tell you, even when you're not hurting, it's preventative, right? You keep it away. Or, 
hey, let's keep it to a minimal where maybe once every five years it flares up, not you know once every couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. So the the back injuries because a lot of people generally the audience listening to the show are typically business minded. So a lot of them are either sitting in their car mm-hmm. on the way to work or they're sitting at their desk and working. Oh, yeah. There's some that are working out. You know, yeah. I know my buddy Jay. He listens to me on his walks. Yeah. So. Nice. Whenever that happens, where it's that that lower back pain or something, people are oh I gotta get my back cracked, and mm-hmm. then you see those videos where it's like ASMR of a back cracker, and oh, they yeah. get like how many layers can you go up? I yeah. mean, at some point, is there a damaging effect of cracking your back? I've like seen that some on of those own? videos, and uh, <laughs> some of those have scared me. But I get some people that come, in, especially our neck clients. Our neck clients, I look if you don't mind, you know, I'm look, I'm kind of going through and assessing the way your spinal you know, columns moving like, look, you know, your lower cervicals, not side bending this way, or this one's not flexing this way. If you don't mind, I want to go through. And if you'll, if you let me do like a couple of segments, I'll try to release it. And some people are like, absolutely not. I've seen this movie one time with Chuck Norris and he did this move and that guy died. Or I heard the story one time from a newspaper, from a friend, his mother. And I'm like, you realize how many chiropractors are in America and in the world? And they're how many, and they're cracking all day long, five days a week. Like people would be dropping like flies if it was really that serious. So yeah. the idea of um, and there's lots of studies that come out now, but it's not it's not as exciting as hey by the way this guy was going to die on a Tuesday from like you know arterial sclerosis and he was going to die, but he happened to go to a Cairo or a PT three hours before he was going to die, so that's what did it. You know the the cheeseburgers and all this stuff, you know the mayonnaise that didn't do it. It's definitely the PT or Cairo right before he died. That's it, right? So sometimes you get stories like that, and that's much more exciting, right, to put in the newspaper than, you know, he's just a fat ass. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, I'm sorry. That, that yeah. wasn't polite. But, but it, anyway. It, it's the, true that, that that Chuck Norris movie, you know, it's like very so easy, twist of the so head. So easy. It's like, <laughs> guys, his body's pretty resilient. I'm not going to hurt you. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. not going to kill you. Um, so not going to Yeah, but, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, most research shows that the most effective way to get rid of spinal pain, right, exercise is effective, but exercise by itself not as effective as exercise, soft tissue, some kind of spinal manipulation work, whether it's neck, mid-back, lower back, whatever. That's important. So whether you go to a chiro, PT, whatever, you should feel comfortable working with that practitioner saying, look, I know the best way for me to get better is combination of some kind of massage or soft tissue work, some type of corrective exercise, because once I get adjusted or manipulated or whatever word, mobilized, you want to say, everybody use different terms. Once I get mobilized, right, and then I do soft tissue work and I get my body back to normal, I have to do some corrective exercise to kind of retrain my body to let, and let it know where it needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. So that that all has to be done every time you go to therapy. So now what about those newer ones with the, the little hand pumps for the neck? I've seen people oh, doing like the, the, next, the neck stretching yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, so those are, uh, depending on what exactly you have, like some people come in with really, really acute herniated disc or bulging disc sometimes. And sometimes that's immediate relief, right? Uh, some of it, you really just have an acute impingement on a nerve root that's kind of in the neck and a lot, or lower back. Uh, the lower back ones are a little more bulky and not as effective, but the ones for the neck are pretty good. A lot of times you'll wake up on a Monday, like, oh, my God, I can't move, and I got pain down my arm, and you'll use these things, and you'll get immediate relief. You know, So some are pretty effective, but there's some cheap ones. The ones that's nine ninety nine on Amazon, I wouldn't get that one. <laughs> we have a Chattanooga machine that we loan out to our clients that we know really well. And uh, it's, it's like a $500 unit, but we'll loan it out to our, our clients that I've known for a long time. I trust them. They'll come and say, oh, my God, my neck's flared up. And we'll work on them and then give them a home unit to use a couple times a day for like a week or two. And then once it flares down, they bring it back. Kind of like a they check out a book, you know? Yeah. yeah. So a loaner from the library. A loaner the from li- the library. The library of Evolve. Right. Yeah, that's right. So you said you were at a couple practices before you got into Evolve. Correct. What was that like? 
and then the switch to your own? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'd be where I am today without having the experiences I went through. So I worked at a couple of clinics, outpatient clinics, um, even some acute care when I was younger. Um, but I, honestly, I felt like I had like a certain way I like to do things. And I was like, man, I really feel like this old model just doesn't work as well as it should, right? Um, and we've had a lot of students come through and most students like, man, like you do things different. I'm like, well, this is how I do it. Like, I think this is the most effective way to do things. It's not how you're going to learn it in school. And in school, they're going to teach you a hundred things to memorize on. If somebody comes in with knee pain, I want to do this test and this test. And they're like, I don't really do that. I'll go through and I do more of a functional screening. I kind of see how people move. And then based off of experience, I'll say, look, this is what I think your problem is. We're going to look proximally to here. We're going to work on the pain here, but I don't see any structural damage here. We're going to work on this, this, and this. Um, so it's a little different than how you were kind of taught in school. Uh, you know, it's sad because they, they, they charge you so much money in school and you get out very little. Like you get out like, hey, look, I got a piece of paper and I learned all these tests that I memorized. I got these tests memorized in my head. And then when a patient comes in, if they come in with this problem, they're definitely going to act like this. This is definitely what they're going to have symptoms like. And if I do these exercises, they'll definitely get better. And it's like, that's not how people work. Like, it's not like that. I remember getting out of school going, man, I wish they would have focused more on telling me like the variations of people that were going to come in and, you know, different sizes, different pain tolerances. You know, some people can, you know, <laughs> some people can tolerate certain things that you want to do and some people can't. So if you can't, what are you going to do? This is what you learned in school and they don't like it. What are you going to do? You walk you know? out there with the paper and say, no, no, yeah, the you're book supposed says, to do the this. Book says this is what this we're is supposed what to do. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the MRI says this. Well, the book tells me if the MRI says this and it's going to be this. And it, uh, therapy is such a, like an art, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to really understand people. You have to understand like when people come in, I could have 10 people with the same diagnosis and five will respond to this and two will respond to this and the other won't respond at all. And sometimes that's psychological. Sometimes that's their approach. Sometimes they come in with a negative attitude. Some people come in, they want to get better no matter what I do. Even if I'm going to do a shitty job, they're going to get better because they're a very positive person and they're going to get better. So there's lots of things that go into that. So you take all that into account and it's like, man, I wish I would have learned what I'm doing now in school earlier. You know, is there a way to adapt that? Kind of have like a yeah. have like adaptive learning, or well, they do. I clinicals. mean, do, do they were to, okay? So they, they do, do the clinicals, clinicals. Yeah, yeah. and now that now they they force these kids into school for three years, um, and then so they do like they do a lot more clinicals, a lot more research. Education's pretty much the same. They're getting more things. So I probably spent thousands of dollars going to all these courses when I got out of school to learn all these cool things. And a lot of these kids are getting these things in school now. So hats off to them. So they'll come out being a better therapist than I was when I was younger. Um, but uh, the good thing about uh, I'll get kids that uh, we get a lot of kids from like Fran U because it's in town. Uh, we get some kids from LSU. We get some from St. Uh, Aug. And these kids will come in and say, look, like everything you learned in school, keep that, you know, because you're going to be tested on that from the national board when you graduate. But I'm going to kind of show you how I do things in the clinic from a more of experience type way. So that way you have two models to look at and you can use both. You can, if you can like what I do, you can hate it, but I think if people really like it, it's very time efficient. Um, and it seems to be working okay. So I just, I don't know. I felt like when I was at the other clinics that I worked at, um, nothing against them personally. I just felt like they look, I'm just a new Orleans guy. I like to have fun. I want to be really good at what I do, but I want to be laid back doing it. That's just how I am. So I want our clinic atmosphere to be really, really laid back. I want to do really, really good work, and I want to try to be the best at what I do, but in a fun way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So and I think that just goes with my personality. So I think that's why. So when did you know it was the time to step out and do your own? Man, you know, it's funny. It's scary because um, I want to do it for a long time. Um, and then, of course, 
as, as certain business models evolve, no pun intended, as certain business models evolve, like you, um, you kind of in, in your mind, like, Hey, I think this is going to work. And then you try something and it doesn't, You're like, okay, I failed at this. I didn't do good at this. Let me try something different. And then your therapy portion is doing well, but like maybe your business model, like I wish when I went to PT school, they had a class on running a, your own outpatient clinic or, um, I wish in, at LSU, I, mean, I was a, you know, science major. I didn't take one business class. I wish I would have took a, an economics class, a, a business class, something. Um, so anybody listening college, no matter what your, you know, no matter what your uh, degrees in, try to take at least a econ 101 in a business class, you know, introduction to business, you know, something. Because, man, I think that would have helped me a lot along the way and maybe would have got me doing what I'm doing now a little sooner. Um, but, I mean, with all the life experience I have, I have no regrets. Everything I've done up to this point, you know, kind of shaped me into the person I'm in. And I like where I'm at and I like what I do and no regrets. So was it nerve-wracking to step out on your own? 100%. Um, the biggest thing is it's hard in our industry. So there's a lot of smaller clinics in town. Um, I know Moreau's really big. Um, you know, Peak Performance is really big. Uh, but there's some other little small mom-and-pop clinics like myself that are trying to fight. And the sad part is it's, it's hard to fight against, like, the big groups because there's, there's certain patterns, right? Like, I'm from New Orleans. When I, got to, when I got to college, peak performance was already around. I didn't know much about therapy clinics in Baton Rouge, but I heard of peak. You know what I mean? I've heard yeah. of certain names. So then people trying to find their niche in an already developed market. Um, being from New Orleans, a lot of Baton Rouge people, uh, it's, it was hard to break into the Baton Rouge market. Like, hey, where'd, where'd you go, Catholic? No, I went to Brother Martin. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So like, man, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't realize same I, school. I didn't realize I was. I didn't throw that out yet. I was. I, it took me a while before I threw that out. But I remember for a while thinking, like, man, like, I'm gonna make sure my kid goes to Catholic. If we're gonna live in Baton Rouge, my kid's gotta go to Catholic. But so there's all these other things on the side, politics, things that you don't think about when you open a business. But it's true. You could be a really good therapist, but nobody will send you patients if you don't get your own name out there. If you don't spend the time to market yourself, um, it, it's sad, but that's just the truth. Like, you gotta hustle. They gotta know who you are and they who you gotta know and who you know. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. Um, but I, I've seen some small clinics come up and like fail. I'm like, man, I was a good therapist. Like that guy was pretty good, or that girl's pretty good. But they just, I guess, couldn't figure out how to get people to send people to them, or you know, and it, it takes a while. So I was I was trying to figure out like how long should I do this with the help of other people before I try my best to do this on my own, you know? Um, and it's it's hard, like. You never know when. You just got to take a leap of faith, you know? And was this like your first ever entrepreneurial endeavor? Uh, Pretty much. Uh, I did some partnerships with people in the past, and it worked out pretty good. Um, still did what I wanted to do, and they, they were pretty good partners, and everything worked out okay. Uh, and then after a while, I just kind of like, you know what? I just, I, for myself and my family, like, I think I need to, like, take another step, you know? So what did your uh, what did your family think of? taking that step oh man that, we, making we, that change that first year was miserable my, my wife my wife was you know every day you, you show us a good idea because i mean we had to we had to sacrifice for a year like that first year like you're not paying yourself very much like all right yeah. i got all this overhead and i i'm really hoping that i'm gonna do x y and z this year but i don't know and i'm gonna pay myself this because i think i can afford this even though i can barely afford what i'm you know no eating out you know <laughs> this quarter and we're going to go on a, a vacation but we're only going to go one vacation this year and it's going to be a weekend trip we're not going to sandestin we're going to biloxi this year we're, you know what i mean like you have to make those decisions and the sad part is it affects your family so like if, if i would have been a younger man and i would have you know had the experience and the knowledge and not the family maybe i would have made the jump a little sooner because man you got to think about your your family you got to think about your wife 
making sure she's happy with you, making sure your kids still get to go to private school and your daughter gets to do dance and your son gets to play baseball. Like that, that, that controls a lot of your decisions, you know? Well, and especially going from what was an initially high earning job to now a oh, no yeah. earning now a no earning business. Correct. Yeah. That if you're, especially if you're breaking into a new market, may or may you, not succeed. It may or may not succeed. Yeah. And you may be back at square one trying to redo and remake, you know, yeah. relationships and whatnot. So 100%. it's, you get to that certain level standard of living yeah. within your normal career. And then you decide to make this leap of faith and take this change. And if it's not initially wildly successful, which nine out of 10 businesses are not wildly successful right out the bat, yeah. you have this developing time where it's tough. Oh, so and you've got to get yourself out of what was your normal mindset of, oh, yeah, we can go to, you know, wherever and have a great dinner and not have mm -hmm. to worry about it at the end of the night when we swipe it to where now it's, all right, so where are we going to grocery for the week? Mm -hmm. And what meals are we going to have that we can cook in bulk mm -hmm. and make sure, yeah, it, make sure it manages it out? All right, kids, hope you love ham and cheese. That's right. Or peanut butter and jelly. That's right. And don't cry that's, because that's I already it. want to cry, and you're going to make me cry it. sooner because— Right. If yeah. you cry, I cry, that's and we're right. both not crying. That's right. Do not cry. <laughs> <laughs> you will like ham and cheese. That's right. And it's, it's those tough decisions of yeah. going from a higher end to then down to nothing, oh, yeah. hoping and praying that what you know in your head is going to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Because if you start at the bottom and you're always at the bottom and then you're able to wake, make yourself go up, it's great. Yeah. But if you are if you have that ebb and flow of working for someone for so long, you've got this amazing career and say, I can do it on my own. Yeah. Unless you've got a, a, you know, a Rolodex of clients that are immediately coming with you, mm -hmm. you've got to build up from nothing. 100%. And it's not it's easy. Tough. It's tough. So uh, Evolve, you alluded to the name a little bit about True. the evolution. Yeah, I mean, True. that's just a long, it was a long, long URL. I tried to, I, it was, I tried to look at it. I was like, Robbie had an evolution. I'm like, nah, it's just too long. And then I kind of dropped down to Evolve and I, it fit well. It looked good with our logo. I liked the way it looked. And uh, so we kind of settled on Evolve. Yeah. That's good. The naming is, the naming can take a while. Oh yeah. Like we, we threw some other names around too. Honestly, I don't remember the other names we threw around. Um but uh, I know what I did want to do is have Robbie Bolton physical therapy. I didn't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that as I look, I, I'm eventually going to get old and I won't be able to do this anymore. My hands will be jacked up because I'm working on thousands of people. And I'm like, you know what? Like, uh, I want to have it where I can bring some young therapists in that are aggressive and they really want to be good at what they do. And I, I remember thinking, like, wh whatever I do, I want to make sure that the, the therapy clinic that I have, the people that work with me are, like, trying to be the best. We're trying to give the best treatments. And I want them to have their names out in the community too. Like not just my name, but like, look, I work at Evolve. Like, oh, okay, you're you're Joe that works at Evolve. Like, I've heard your name. I heard the clinic is one of the better ones in town. Like, for if you have these injuries, this is where you go. I kind of wanted to set up that model where you know, as I get older and I can take a step back and still keep working on the clients that I have now. I mean, there event you can't see everybody. You know what I mean? So like, I need some young bucks to come in and start trying to do the same thing. And that, man, they're gonna get. They're going to have it so much better than me because I, it took me years and years to develop what I have now mm -hmm. from a treatment perspective. They're getting that kind of stuff in school now. And then if they don't get in school, like we host courses at our clinic all the time. Like, look, free CEUs here. This is the stuff that I use. This is what works. Here you go. Come this weekend to the course. It's free. Come learn for free. You know what I mean? Like, and this is what we do to our clients. This is what we do for our practice. And this is how you get to be better and just make them better clinicians. And I feel like there's certain people out there that don't just want to go Okay, nine to five, I got a couple more patients and I'm out of here. I, got, I think I, there's some therapists out there that really want to be, 
you know, difference makers, you know? Yeah. They yeah. want to they want to make not only a name for themselves, but they want to live yeah, up to the brand. Absolutely. I mean, you're building a brand at this yeah. point. And then, hey, if they want to say, hey, I want to open my own clinic, good. How about we partner up and we'll do Evolve number two, and that's your clinic, and you can buy into that <laughs> clinic. And I remember I remember thinking, like, when I was younger and I was a young therapist, I'm like, well, how come, how come all the therapists, like, work for one company? And it's not like this therapist is part owner, that therapist is part owner, like doctor's groups. Doctors come in, they buy into the practice. Like therapists don't necessarily do that. You know, it's like therapists come in and it's like, all right, you're the owner and you, I'm working for you and I'm just nine to five and you're the guy. I'm like, man, if you if you bust balls, like, come on, let's get in here. Let's have a good time. Let's get better. Let's get smarter. Let's do really good work. You deserve it. Like, I want to keep you. Stay here. You yeah. know, like, what do you, you want to buy in? Great. Let's buy in. I want you to be I want you to be happy here. I want you to stay here forever. Yeah. You know, Where, like, wherever you place. move and you're bought That's in, right. just open up another Evolve. That's right. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's work together and let's grow this together to where we're all benefiting. Well, man, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that growth and seeing those other people open know, up some future so. practices, man. man. That would be nice. So as we kind of get to wind down in the show, already we, have we just a, got started. I know we just we just got started, and it's we're already you're already 54, 53 minutes really? into it, man. Man, I even finished my water. <laughs> Your drink. Yeah. Um. So we have a set list of questions we like to ask everybody. Okay. <clears throat> what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? Oh, that's easy. My wife just posted a bunch of topless pictures of me on the beach with my kids i'm like geez like who's that guy i don't recognize that guy i'm in the summertime i'm a lifeguard i don't think i owned a shirt in the summertime you know what i mean i wish i wish i could do that again just walk around no shirt because I, I i was comfortable with it now i'm like geez i mean you can no i can't i cannot it's okay i wish i could do that i wish i could be that kid just walking around didn't even think about walking outside driving to the gas station or wherever just no shirt no problem yeah, driving to the gas stations, people might look at you kind of funny. You, who cares when you when you when you were tan and you had you know six pack? Who cares? You look all you want. I don't care. I'm saying now no they, now they might look. Oh, at now you they like, oh yeah yeah yeah. That uh, guy's got a weird like sunburn in that spot. He probably <laughs> didn't see that spot when he applied. Yeah. Uh, That's the good the good summer times of, yeah. of quick spray fatherhood. Make sure the kids are all lathered yeah. up, and then you get like a quick once over. That's a once over. And then you yeah. have like a checkerboard effect on yep. your stomach. Oh, there's definitely a checkerboard effect. We just got back <laughs> from the beach. I'm like, oh my god, how did I not apply right there? Like seriously, big red spot on my gut. You just forget about it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I want to forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are what are three lessons you've learned along the way? Three lessons along the way. First. Uh, Best you can always put God and family first. That's always first and foremost. Um, try to try to know your self worth. Um, a lot of times it's hard, and, and I don't mean going beyond what you know what you should do and what you shouldn't do when it comes to business. But you know, if you if you believe you're working hard, like make sure you're getting paid or you're doing what you think you should do business wise based off your um, what would be the word uh, your not consideration, but I guess your efforts. I guess like I mean. I don't. I can't tell you last time I haven't worked a 10, 11 hour day. Like that's just what I do. Even when I'm on vacation, that's what I do. Like I, I early get up, wake up early, do your exercises, check the schedule for the day, do your paperwork. You know, let the kids wake up before they go to bed, check the schedule, do paperwork, check on things. Like if you're if you're busting it like that, like you deserve to get paid well. You deserve to have your own place. You deserve to take that next step because you'll be successful. Um, I think there's a lot of things that go on behind the scene that most people don't think about, right? So I think my staff understands like. I'm the first one to get there and the last one to leave, like, all the time. Like, when there's no parking spots in our clinic, they park behind me because they know I'm not leaving before them, you know? Um, so, you know, pay yourself with your worth, God and family first. And, man, third lesson? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I have a third lesson. Those are the two that jump out at me. Have fun at work. 
Have fun at work. I think that is a good lesson. Uh, we, we try to create a good atmosphere, so I think that would be a good life lesson. Have fun at work. Because if you love what you do, like I, I tell my kids all the time, like I go on vacation so my wife doesn't leave me. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could <laughs> Keep work, her happy. I, I could work all the time. Like I love what I do. I go to work. I can be there all day, and I love it. You know, and it's like, oh, man, it's Friday already? Great. I got, I got a couple days off. You know, not really, but, you know, and, you know I won't be here treating patients. But, um, but yeah, like love what you do. Because then it's not work. It's just... All you do is every day you're like, man, I'm growing something. I'm growing a business. I'm growing something for my family. You know, it's something worthwhile. Yeah, and you can yeah. see the, the fruits of the labor. Absolutely. Later on in life. Yeah, absolutely. So you are from New Orleans. Correct. Went to school in New Orleans. Correct. But your practice is here. Correct. So I'm not going to ask you what you love about New Orleans. I'm going to ask okay. you what you love about Baton Rouge. That's a good question. So um, a lot of my friends, I remember when I was at LSU, a lot of my friends would go home every weekend. Like it's almost like they didn't give Baton Rouge a chance. Like we came to LSU. And then weekend would hit, and bam, they're in New Orleans. They're going to the same bars we went to in high school, hanging out with the same people. You mean college, the bars you went in to college, in college? In college. In college. Uh, after 21. Oh, no, no. We would just go hang. You, you know what? We'd, man, that was good. You got me. That was good. Sorry. That's a New Orleans thing. It just comes, you know, at 15, they just hand them out in New Orleans. You realize that, right? Can you put your money on the table? Yeah. You just got to go to the Broadway bars. They just hand them out at the boot. You know, here it is. Here it is. Anyway. Um, sorry, I shouldn't have used any specific names. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, that's what I've heard. But uh, I remember just kids going back every weekend, and, and I was like, man, I don't know anything about Baton Rouge. So I remember I'm a big LSU fan. I like the sports atmosphere. I, I like my kids can, my, my daughter, my son can go to baseball games, football games, gymnastics, softball. There's always stuff to do. It's a big sports town. I like that. Um, but I remember just kind of falling in love with New Orleans because I, I like growing up in New Orleans, but as a family guy, like wanting to have a family, kids, I just remember, and this is me personally, nothing against New Orleans, but I just remember saying, like, man, there were so many times that I did things that I could have been hurt or, you know, severely injured or that was a stupid idea. I can't believe I survived that. And I'm like, I don't know if I want my kids to kind of do that. So Baton Rouge was more of a, a, a fun town with the sports environment that was I felt was a little safer. I don't know what statistics say, but I just felt was a little safer, more family-oriented for me personally. So I, I just thought, like, look, I'm going to stay here um, – and, and this is where I want to live. And I love LSU. I love the sports. And I think it's a great place to raise a family. Hey, yeah. I'm doing. And so that's that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the same thing, man. Yeah. Got got yeah. got the roots in. Got growing the family. I like Baton Rouge. I like Baton Rouge. Yeah, it's at home. Absolutely. Yeah. So what can I do to help you? Um, I'm pretty good at the therapy thing. The hardest part is, uh, as we talk about potential growth and things like that, man, the legal side and the, and the business side, there's always things that I am learning. You know, I feel like every time I, I talk to you, there's always things that you're educating me on. I'm like, man, how did I not know that? Why didn't I learn that in PT school or in school and business classes I didn't take, right? Like there's all these things that I, I should know as, as a business owner and you helped me out with that. And I like that. I appreciate it. So I just need you to keep helping me out with those kind of things. Well, you yeah. know how to get a hold of me. You're a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man, for coming on the man, show. I appreciate absolutely. your time. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate uh, some little life-saving tricks there. You know, yeah. if you buy the kit off Amazon, don't, buy, off the, Amazon. don't buy the $9.99 kit. That's right. Go for $19.99. That's, right. That's Go, way better. Yeah, it's a good rule of thumb, right? Don't get the most expensive, not the, not the cheapest. That's right. Go find, middle. find a good middle. Yeah. Find get the $35 middle. pack. Yeah. yeah. Splurge a little bit. Yeah, it's little your body. Bit. Come yeah. on. And then let's talk about placement first before you start doing it. Yeah, we can have a conversation about that over the phone if we need to. There you go. Skype, yeah. look, Skype him in or like that's FaceTime right. in we with can. Robbie and he'll like, that's oh, right. no, no, a little bit to the left. No, a little bit. Right. He'll that's be right. the, he'll look at your back for you that's when you right. can't. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, man, for coming on. I man, appreciate absolutely. it. This is good, man. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah.
And I appreciate everybody else for watching or listening, whatever platform or method you're consuming us on. I really appreciate it. I know the guests do as well. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, or maybe you're just tired of your physical therapist in New Orleans, That's right. come down to Baton Rouge and check out Evolve. Check out Robbie and his team over there. And be sure to tell them the Patty G Show sent you. And they're always going to take good care of you no matter who you are and where you're coming from. They're going to treat you like family. And so with that, guys, we are wrapped with the latest episode of the Patty G Show with Evolve Physical Therapy, Robbie Bolton, in talking about it. Thank you all so very much. And a wonderful thank you to the lovely sponsors that make this show very possible as we come to you each and every week, hear a little bit more about them right now. Thank you so very much to Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, the latest Patty G Show sponsor. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers is serving up hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, buttery Texas toast, fresh coleslaw, and mouth-watering cane sauce. So y'all, stop by for meetups and wind-downs, lunch breaks and dinner fixes, pre-games and after-parties, or whenever your chicken finger cravings hit, I know my chicken finger cravings are hitting right now. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Patty G Show brought to you by Government Taco. They're located on the corner of Government Street and Jefferson Highway. Jay is always slinging up a new taco of the month. So if you're a frequenter to Government Taco, let us know in the comments what you thought about this month's taco of the month. If you're not a frequenter, Maybe trying out this month's taco might just convert you. Big thanks over to them at Government Taco for making the Patty G Show possible. Thank you so very much to our sponsor, Falaya Real Estate. They are the all-in-one real estate platform for you, whether you're buying or selling. They've got options starting out at $399 to sell your home. The average lister saves anywhere from $7,800 on their closing of their home. It's really incredible what they're doing with it. Barrett is amazing at Falaya. Jacob, they're going to help you through the entire process from start to finish and really treat you like family. At Horizon Financial Group, we enjoy helping others achieve greater confidence, clarity, and direction in their lives. We realize everyone's path to financial success is unique. Sometimes you just need a friendly guide along the way. Whether it's customized financial planning, individual wealth management, or servicing your company's retirement plan, we've got the team with the experience to help you reach your goals. Horizon Financial Group, helping you provide, protect, and prosper for those counting on you. Visit us at horizonfg.com. Cetera Advisors, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Cetera is a separate entity. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear how they treat not only their employees, but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove concierge service every step of the way. They're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life, shopping for a car. They're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable. You're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle. Thank you so very much for Mercedes-Benz of making this show possible. Thank you so very much to Mallard Bay Outdoors, the Airbnb for the outdoor sportsmen. If you're looking to book a hunt or a fishing trip, this is the platform to use. They were a past guest of the Patty G Show. We got to learn all about what they're doing from the ground up. They are really revolutionizing the booking process for hunts and fish 
all across the country. For your next hunting or fishing experience, or maybe your corporate retreat, you're looking for something to do for your employees, book a hunt or a fishing trip with Mallard Bay Outdoors, and they will take care of you every step of the way from organizing it with the guides and the captains to making sure you can take care of them at the end of the trip. Mallard Bay Outdoors, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show. Simple plan, don't want a complication.